So we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29. This chapter is on Bhakti Yoga. Last week what we had seen was how a person is supposed to have devotional attraction towards the Lord. So what we were talking about was he can do this by singing, dancing, other kinds of exhibitions, praying, you name it, you know, those kind of things. With a single pointed devotion, that means your mind, body, so everything has to be locked on to the Lord only. That is what we were talking about. And then how do you do it? When do you do it? During ceremonies, festivals and special occasions. This is the way in which a person can increase his bhakti, which is attraction towards the Lord. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29. A chapter on Bhakti Yoga, which is uh, Krishna is talking to Uddhava. This is verse 12. With a pure heart, one should see me, the Supreme Soul, within all beings and also within oneself, to be both unblemished by anything material and also present everywhere both externally and internally, just like the omnipresent sky. So, this verse talks about seeing the Supreme Soul, that is Krishna, in everything. That is, to be both unblemished by anything material and present everywhere. So, Sri Krishna is talking about I am present in everything and everyone. So, if we were to take a small ant, a very, very tiny ant or a creature which is not even seen by the naked eye, a bacterium for that matter, do you think the Lord is there in that? Of course, as per this statement, definitely he is there. Now, let us take another example. There are huge celestial bodies out there, you know, planets like Jupiter, the sun is there. Then there are the huge nebulas and galaxies and so on and so forth. Do you think the Lord is there in that too? Yes, of course. So if he is there in those things as well as in the tiniest of the creature, what does it tell us? It tells us that God is in everything. But this is contrary to what Krishna had said that I am not in anything. See, remember there is a verse in the Bhagavad Gita where he says, I am not present in anything. And yet, here he is talking about being present in everything. So, you have to see how the words have been put. With a pure heart. This is the first condition. The purity of the heart is important. Can you see with your normal consciousness the Lord in your enemy? I mean, just imagine you have a big enemy. Maybe is your own relative, your neighbor, your, you know, your office colleague or whoever concerned. Can you see God in that individual? The answer is no way. I can only see a devil in him. That means devil is greater than the God. <laughs> so that is not possible. So devil or what is what we call as the evil that is there, we are giving it more prominence than the God itself. So that is something wrong. Can you see God in every individual, even if it is the worst enemy of yours? Right? What we do is, we see God in the people that we love the most. So we see God in our parents, maybe if we love them the most. Or we see them in our children, we see them in our friends. And we see them in people who help others. But this is the place where we go wrong. It is not like that. It is not that somebody is good and is helping others, has godliness in it. No. There is no God in that one person. There is God in everybody including the one who is taking. You see, there are people, those who give, and there are people who take. So, both of them have God in it. 
So this statement needs to be clarified further. How do you know that? So the qualifying words are called pure heart. How do you say what is pure? Have you seen water which is, you know, shaken in a river? Can you see the bottom? You can't see the bottom. But there are certain places in the world where the water is so crystal clear that you can actually see the bottom. That means no impurities. And what are the impurities in a human heart? What are the impurities? We have a lot of hidden things. You will find that there are lots of people in our world who are of two kinds. One who talk too much and one who keeps quiet. What is hidden in these two? A person who talks too much or keeps on blabbering all the time, you may say that that person doesn't have anything hidden. No, on the contrary, what is spoken is the word created by the mind. The mind is talking, so they blabber. And this blabbering is very, very specific. It is specific to an individual, a place, a location, you name it. You know, it is specific. This particular thing is what their mind wants them to speak. But what is the hidden agenda? The hidden agenda is, they may say that this person is bad. They may say pointedly, you know, that this person is bad. But the hidden agenda is what? He is bad to me. She is bad to me. She has done this. He has done this. Or two-faced people are there. They may talk one thing, but they will have something else in their mind. Then we talk about the silent people. You may think that the silent person is silent because the mind is not talking. Actually, the silent people's mind talks the most. You see, it is like, you know, holding up your urine for a very long time. You know how it happens. One day in their life, they are going to burst. But before that, they will have all the urinary tract infections and all the infection carried in their body. These are the worst kind of people, those who don't speak. They have too much of, should I say, shit going on in their mind? Yes. So now think about these people. What is it that happens to these? Their mind and their heart is fully clouded. There is no scope for any ray of light to exit or enter. A clean mind, a clean body and a pure heart is what we need for seeing God. To see God in everything, first and foremost, you need to have a peace of mind. Not P-I-S-E, peace, peace, P-E-A-C-E, peace of mind. A peace of mind will never happen if there is a desire in the mind. The desire is multifarious, you know, there are too many desires are there. I want it like this. I want it like that. This is to be done this way only. That has to be done that way only. You have to follow this and you have to follow that. These are the things which a person has and this mind is always disturbed and because the mind is disturbed, the purity of the heart is never there. So how do you make your heart pure? This is an important question. The purity of the heart will only come if you love. And love cannot be forced, you know that, isn't it? So then how does that love occur? The love doesn't occur on its own. It doesn't happen just like that. You have an intense hatred towards certain thing. Do you think that hatred can be converted into love? Unless and until the person who you know whom you hate comes and gives you a billion dollars, then you will start loving, isn't it? I mean, that is the only way we have thought of. Money makes the world go round according to this world. That is not how you have to see it. Love should be unconditional. There should be no conditions attached to it. So, you need to have the purity of the heart to see the supreme soul in everybody and everything. How do you see this? The person who is standing next to you, can you see God in that person? Maybe you are at the bus stop. Maybe you are in the railway station. 
maybe you are you know walking in a queue or walking in uh, some uh, thoroughfare or maybe you are going to the bank and there is a teller over there and maybe there is somebody over there next to you do you think that is a person you can see god in that person just imagine that person pushes you a little bit then what happens immediately you don't see god in that person while you are going on the road somebody cuts you you see god in that person god is cutting me can you say that you know how many expletives will <laughs> come from your mouth you know the kind of expletive of course that is what it is all about isn't it so we can't see god in anything and this is the reason it's very important to see god in everything now we will do the qualifications later on for first we have to understand this statement there is god in everything all right within all beings and also within oneself so god is inside of you and god is inside that other person or the be thing being or thing or whatever and both are unblemished unblemished means what without any fault there is no fault in that other person so now somebody has done something to you do you see fault in that person or do you see that that person has god in that them we can't see god in the person who has created some problems in our life isn't it right so now think about it now let us say you have given some money to someone okay that person takes the money and goes away he doesn't even say thank you i gave him so much no thanks also oh you have done a great favor by giving money you owe it to that person the day you understand that you owe it to that person you will stop thinking that you have given how do you owe to that person well we have done another chapter it's called karma you know karma so suppose you have given 100 rupees to someone and you think you are doing a great favor to that person sorry sir you have not done any favor you owed that person 100 rupees so you have given but is it important to be gracious about it or say eh in my last life we have taken 100 rupees so i'm collecting it from you i'm a collector this time you can't say that also so both the people are not supposed to be you know indignant and say oh i did the great thing nobody has done anything great it's a transaction when you buy a packet of biscuits or you buy a packet of say let us say a mari biscuits you know something like that do you thank the company i want to thank britannia biscuits company for this mari do you say that no or just imagine you are standing in uh, some pizza hut or something like that and you say okay thank you very much you know pizza hut for giving me this you don't say that do you say that why is because you think that you have paid money for it isn't it you have, you, <laughs> you have done a transaction and in the transaction you think that you are not supposed to say thanks now let us see material worldly transactions where you are doing one transaction with another in the material world there are some people whom you may reprimand you know don't do this this is not how things are done blah 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 all that kind of stuff maybe you are the boss and maybe that's the downline and you may say that that person needs to be told to be put in the place you know that he doesn't know how to do the job so i have to do this to him okay do you think you have repaid some karma or you have created some karma of course maybe in the last life that person has reprimanded you so now you are doing the same so then what is the deal it could be in the future also be ready for the future if you think you have done something great and there is no scope for you you know to receive thanks or payment or instructions or whatever please remember one thing you have to get it back also somewhere so there is an equation which gets equalized so never be under the impression that you are doing somebody a favor or you are getting somebody's favor in return we all have to be thankful for everything even when you are giving say thanks even when you are taking say thanks it's important why because you are both performing karma you understand what i'm saying it is extremely important that you are doing karma whichever way you look at it but you want to get out of that cycle of karma 
then you have to reciprocate the action. Reciprocation of the action means just imagine somebody has slapped you. You are not supposed to slap back that person and say, I am reciprocating the action. Guruji told me. Guruji told you. <laughs> slap somebody else. Guruji has said, you are reciprocating the action. Maybe you have got it done in the last life. Okay. And if you slap this time, next life you are due for another slap. Isn't it? So be ready for the next one. So don't do that. Be gracious about it. Grace is very important. So that is the meaning what I said. Be gracious about everything in the world. So now, when you are gracious about everything, can you see God? Still your eyes are clouded, isn't it? <laughs> you can't see God. You can't see God in anybody because we have inhibitions about everything. And this is the reason why the unblemished and untainted mind is very, very difficult to have. So processes are there which I will teach you in the future. So now let us go step by step. So, both externally and internally, just like the omnipresent sky. So you have to have what is called a pure heart. Then you will see God externally as well as internally. So we were doing one particular verse today in the morning and the verse said, that the eyes you know, of an individual can distinguish between the Adibhutas. Now, what does it mean? Adibhuta means the elements that are there around us. The elements are mixed around to create human beings. I'm sorry, this may be slightly difficult to understand, but let us see. I'll give you the material worldly example. Okay, wait, wait. So, Adibhutas are the elements. So, elements are mixed around, you can see them. A human example would be, if you have closed your eyes, can you see anything? No. You are taking a selfie. Will you close your eyes? No. You want to have bright eyes and you want to just go inside the camera, isn't it? Why? When you are taking a selfie, you want to keep your eyes open. Right? So the eyes when they are open, they see things, see things, correct? When you see things, then only you know that they are there, isn't it? So using the senses, you can actually make out that there are things outside. So and everything that is outside is Adi Bhautik, right? Second verse, I mean the second portion of it is, who is making you see? Who makes you see? The eyes, we say. The ruling organ of the eyes is the God inside it. We say vision. You know, we get a vision. You may have eyes, but no vision. What to do? Don't we say, you know, somebody comes and pushes you? <coughs> like that? Andha hai kato. Andha means, are you blind or what? <laughs> Don't we say those words? Even though the eyes are there, like he has eyes and somebody pushes you in a queue, you say, are you blind? Can you not see I am standing over here? Now did you understand how blindness is there? You may have the eyes but not the vision. The one who gives you the vision is called the God. G-O-D. He is Adi Daivik. Godliness. Adi Daivik. Then the third portion was who is Adhyatmik? So we have done this. Adibhuta, Adideva and Adhyatmik. Adhyatmik means spiritual. The word is spiritual. Spiritual comes from the word S-P-I-R-I-T. Spirit, isn't it? And what does the spirit do? It possesses the body. Spirit possesses the body. Of course, don't you say, he is possessed by a spirit. We say these words, isn't it? He is possessed by a spirit. Look at the way he is behaving. You say, you know, like that. Okay. So, he is possessed by the spirit means the body is taken over by a spirit. So, this entire body comprising of the everything, all these things put together is under the control of the spirit. So, spirituality, Adhyatma is, is possessing this body, number one. Number two, we have different, different organs which are called sense organs. 
they are controlled by the gods adi daiva and the third one is with the eyes you can see with the hear ear you can hear things outside isn't it you can see things and hear so that became the third aspect which is called adibhuti so these three things are there now all these three things are they not telling you that the spirit is in everything the spirit is in everything so everything is adhyatmik so this is where the whole story is you know like god is in everything god is in everything we have to see this and arrive at it everything in this world is driven by the small g because we can see with the small g the small g is the power of vision the power of hearing the power of taste is driven by the god inside of the power of taste you know that is the power of that god likewise the heart is beating because there is a god who says okay let's beat the heart it goes systolic diastolic isn't it like that so okay your liver is working because of some god okay don't offer him hard liquor <laughs> then he gets intoxicated and then he has a problem okay he goes for a spin then <laughs> so i hope you understand exactly like the stomach you know don't offer too much to that god sufficient enough sufficient enough if you offer too much then that god has loses see <laughs> so i hope you understood all these gods put together are responsible to that one inside which is what we call the spirit and this spirit is running the show for this body isn't it did you get the point likewise even for the ant or a big creature like an elephant a big body like the skies the stars you know every everything inside it's running because of this spirit inside it this spirit is a part of the divine and this divine is what we got to see in everybody so this is how the whole thing is now come to how do you see it with a pure heart so finally we have come to pure heart so you have a pure heart then only you will see god in everything you have a dicey heart you know you are not going to see anything like the different kinds of glasses that you will wear on your eyes you is not visible you wear green color glasses the whole world will turn green okay yeah you have jaundice the whole world turns yellow for you it's like that oh brilliant uddhava one who thus views all living entities with the idea that i am present within each of them and who by taking shelter in this divine knowledge offers due respect to everyone is considered actually wise such a man sees equally the brahmana and the outcast the thief and the charitable promoter of brahmanical culture the sun and the tiny sparks of fire the gentle and the cruel this is exactly what we did just now isn't it you have to see view all living entities anything that is sentient being even in sentient okay with the idea that i am present in them he is not saying i am present he is saying with the idea that i am present in them we have to see godliness in everybody do you understand this see the godliness in everybody right and who by taking shelter in this divine knowledge offers due respect to everyone do you offer respect to everyone you see if we have to cut someone up we are ready to offer them you know one sword slice of chuk, 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 like that we are not ready to offer them something nice we are not gracious to everybody we are mean to a lot of people you have to stop this meanness and get over it and say that no i see god in this person the godliness is important to be seen in everything around us now whom we are supposed to see is what he has given in the later half of it you can only be called wise if you give due respect to everyone does your boss respect you i mean just think about it or your husband respect the wife or the wife respect the husband you know how we look at these people <laughs> like that 
we always look at some worthless people is it or you see if you have a maid servant you see when you want your work done at that time ah, please do this ah, do this nicely and then in in the end of the year she will say bhai humko ek saadi dena ha diwali ka i just imagine she is asking you for a diwali saree Look at her. She doesn't come for fifteen days in a month, and then she wants a sari on top of it. See, this is how we think, isn't it? Look at the way how people think. This person doesn't come to work fifteen days in a month. I mean, it's not fifteen days. They may not be coming for three, four days. Okay, but we we love to exaggerate things. So we'll say fifteen days in a month. This person is not coming and asking for sari. Useless. Don't want to give. Now. i want you to compare this servant of yours with your own self are you not like exactly like her you don't go to work half the year in your own company you will say ah today i have woken up you know what i will do i will sit at home and do the job why i'll tell the boss you know i am working from home yeah are you working in the whole day you have not touched the computer even 5 minutes you have just kept the screen on so that the the person at the other end feels uh, he is online see that person is online this is how we work today and you want a sari at the end of the year you want a promotion you want double amount of money i'm sorry boss i will not give so your boss thinks like that exactly the way you thought about your maid so you think you are greater than the maid i'm sorry you are as lazy as that person now can you see god in your maid so now you tell me does your boss see god in you or do you see god in the boss see now do you see the whole problem which is uh, erupted we can't even come to this terms that we need to be having what is called giving respect to everyone we need to give respect before you point fingers at other people how many fingers are pointing towards you Three, you know, these these three are pointing towards you, and this one is pointing in the other direction. So don't don't point fingers at other people. First, see your own faults, and then say, okay, fine. Our Guruji finds fault in everybody. You know that, no? <laughs> you say, Guruji, you are trashing me from morning to night. You know, you're finding faults in everybody, sir. Guruji's, you know, passport is stamped. multiple entry you know na you have a single entry once if you die then you have to come back with another passport please understand one thing okay there is one passport which has got multiple entry so please don't and maybe he is an ambassador you know he's got that some different color passport so please you cannot compare yourself who is in h1b or something like <laughs> to the ambassador of a country i mean can you compare yourself to the state, you know secretary of state or the defense minister of a country uh, no you can't do that no or external affairs minister okay the external affairs minister can walk in and out of any airport you can't do that try doing that and by the way one thing you got to know you carry a little contraband and you are finished you know na the ambassador may carry 1 kilo of it nobody is going to touch and do anything you know the reason why ha ah, immunity he has got immunity so next time guruji says something na please listen okay he has got diplomatic immunity all right you understand what is diplomatic immunity na you don't compare sir okay if he ever goes to jail na he will have all posh <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever go to jail it's like sanju film okay there will be some creatures crawling all over the place and all that but this fellow's jail will be like a five star hotel okay so you please understand this much okay so <laughs> so the the boss has diplomatic immunity so we cannot say so you will also say the same thing you don't point fingers at me three fingers are pointing towards me is a three fingers that are there is you know brahma vishnu and mahesh okay you blame them <laughs> it's a joke don't worry 
So this idea that we find faults with other people, please stop finding faults. Can you be gracious? And when you are gracious and kind to everybody, this is what he says, give due respect to everyone. When you give respect to everyone, then you are considered wise. So if you want to be considered wise, do you know what you are supposed to do? Give respect to everyone. Alright? So tomorrow, don't go and give respect to a, you know, a raging elephant and say, Oh, Ganesha, please thank you very much. No, 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 you stay away from him. Got the point? So, such a man sees equally the Brahmana and the outcast. We have this system of Brahmins and this and that and all that. We say it's only in India. No, no, it's not only in India. It's across the world. You know, it's across the world because you go to America, the blacks are treated like that, like an outcast. Isn't it? The Mexicans are treated like that. Okay. You go to England, Indians are treated like that. In England, all Indians are treated one case, like you know. So, you go to any other country, Indians are always like that. They are outcast, by the way. Uh, unless and until you are the super boss of Microsoft or one of those, then you are said, please sir, come, wanna come, come inside sir. Otherwise, nobody is going to treat you nicely, okay. You are the super boss of Microsoft or Google or one of those big companies, now, then only sir, good morning sir, how are you sir. Otherwise, you are some, just imagine you are some systems engineer with some company. You know, you, you feel that you are the greatest thing on planet earth when you visit India. Huh. But when you are in your in the country where you are working, you are like trash. You are the what do you say outcast in that. So please understand one thing. You may be an outcast, or you may be a Brahmin, super super uh, you know boss of that country also. Both have to be treated equally. Okay, can you see equally God in both these guys? Mm -mm. The thief and the charitable promoter of Brahminical culture. So, on one side, I have a thief and on the other side, I have somebody who is promoting the Brahminical culture. Can I put both these people together? I mean, just think about it. On one side, you have a thief. Hmm? Yeah, like that. On one side and on the other side, you have some great person. Ah, so, we cannot see both these people together. Can we see them together? But you got to see, that is what Krishna is saying. You got to see equally. Then, the sun and the tiny spark of fire. It's like, the sun is so huge and the spark of fire is so tiny. Can you see both these as one? No, we can't see that. And the gentle and the cruel. There are the gentle people and there are the cruel people. You have to see both of them equally. And God in equal measures in both of them. The, the problem which happens with human beings is how do I see God in these cruel people? Now imagine tomorrow you wear a Nazi flag over here and go outside. I see God in this. <laughs> you know they are going to cut you apart. <laughs> like that. Please don't do that. Okay. And don't say you know I am going to be friends with the biggest dawn of this planet earth. And don't do that also. The police will be after you first. Hmm? And if you are associated with some politician or somebody like that, you know, the next election, if the, he loses, you are finished. Just like that person. So, don't have that. So, idea is to see God in everything. Why do you have to see God in everything? It's because without the black, you cannot identify the white. And without the white, you cannot identify the black. You see, both are one, isn't it? Both are needed on two sides. Right? And that is the reason why we have to see God in everything. Now, further to that, see Bhakti Yoga is slightly, you know, going slow, but I know, don't sleep. For him who constantly meditates upon my presence within all persons, the bad tendencies of rivalry, envy, abuseness, along with false ego are quickly destroyed. Okay, now he's saying the other way around. If you see God in everybody, then the bad tendency of yours 
You see, you have a bad tendency, but you think you don't have a bad tendency. That person is making a mistake. How can I be wrong? That person is wrong. We say these words, isn't it? You see mistakes in other people. So that person is wrong. Now let us turn the whole table around and look at the whole thing from a different perspective. You want to be on the side of God. Okay? You want to be, isn't it? To defeat all the villains, you want to be on the side of God, isn't it? See, you have to understand one thing. God is anyway going to win the war. So you know this one thing also for sure. The demons are going to be there. See, why are the demons there? Have you ever thought why the demons are there? No, I will tell you. You know, there is a football match going on every day. Now, if there is a team which is the strongest team and if there is a team which is the worst team over there and they are not even defending, what happens? You will like the game or you will switch it off? You see, you will switch off the game if nobody is defending, isn't it? Right? Now, think about the winner as God. Suppose the goal score is 12 to 0. Will you like that game? No. If the score is 1-0, then you will 100% like it. And the goal comes exactly at the last minute. You know, you are at the edge of the seat. You are doing like this and you are watching the game. Why? Because tough teams on both the sides. So to have a very good play in this world, you need good villains also, isn't it? If you have, a, you know, like that kind of a villain, what is the use? You got the point? You need a tough villain so that then when the winner wins that game, no, you will very happy with the game. So that is the reason why all this thing is there. Okay. So God has created this nice Leela for this purpose only. The, the more difficult the test and you given three minutes to solve one test, you know how problematic it is. Uh, yesterday I was trying to see about you know, one test and they are given one number 1, 4, 3, this, that. And then you know, this is called the brain test. And I, I couldn't solve 90% of those things because I don't have brains. Oh, you got the answer. The funny part is, the tougher the test, the greater is the thrill, isn't it? So that is the reason why maybe God made all these evil guys. We don't know that. So, now, coming back to this verse. For him who constantly meditates upon my presence within all persons. So when you see God in everything, this is where he starts. You have to see God in everything. Then what will happen to you? The bad tendency will go away from you. Of what? Rivalry. Useless fellow. You know the kind of things that we say? It will go away from you. You will not deride anybody. You will not say anything bad about any person. You got it? You won't deride another person. Envy. That person has more than me. Why? Don't envy. You understand? If you envy, what will happen? Oh, he's got a, you know, what? Ferrari. I got only one Maruti. Don't compare Maruti to Ferrari. You can't drive Ferrari all over India. Isn't it? That poor fellow is supposed to lock his Ferrari and keep it over there. Now just imagine two friends. One has Ferrari and one has one Maruti car. Now can the Ferrari guy go all over India roaming in the hills and everywhere? Petrol charges? Uh, don't want also. Then maintenance? One tire gets put in the middle somewhere. You think you can replace the tire somewhere in Jumritalaya, Amritsar or maybe Ludhiana. You think you can replace that tire? No way. But if your Maruti tire bus, can you replace it? Of course. Even a roadside mechanic will help you. Okay, can you put adulterated fuel in a Ferrari? Can you put adulterated? I mean 99% of the fuel is adulterated in India. You know that. If you take out your Ferrari, I don't know how many filtration processes you will have to do. Well, can you put you know, adulterated fuel in a Maruti? Of course, our Maruti is used to everything. Can you go on a pothole road in a, in a Ferrari? No. Can you go in a Maruti? 100%. You see, we can go over hundreds of potholes in one, one mile stretch also. So now don't envy that guy who has a Ferrari. Okay, That Ferrari is useless. 
you know at the airport also this we this is which what we have to understand at the airport you know the kind of bags which come on the conveyor belt you are searching for your bag you know and you think you have bought the best of this you know that samsonite of yours and by the time it is coming coming on the conveyor belt it has become the worst of the samsonite after four journeys you may say samsonite is the best isn't that what we say well the way the luggage is handled at all the airports please don't have you know buy expensive luggage buy something which you can tie with one thread you got the point you know in old fashion we used to take one nice thread right and tie it on this side and this side you can do that that is better it's like going in a railway compartment so these two things we need to understand don't envy anybody you know birkin bags they are very expensive you know birkin bags are very expensive you know that uh, ex ruler of malaysia had 500 birkin bags i don't know for what just two days ago there was a news that they went and they searched their premises and they found so many expensive things now you think you are going to wear you know or maybe some 1400 pair of shoes 1400 pair of shoes think about it even imelda marcos i i know it is beyond your times but imelda marcos is the wife of mr marcos who was philippine so now think about it imelda had some 1500 or 2000 shoes or something like that how many shoes can you wear in a day maybe one okay 365 days in a year 365 shoes how many years can you wear those shoes and you know every shoe bites and what happened to these people after they went out of everybody bit them so all the shoes came to bite them please understand this so there is no point in becoming envious of these kind of people don't be envious right hmm? that bulldan guy are you envious that he went all over the world tasting all the food now no you will not be why he's dead so don't be envious of anybody in this world because it's temporary whatever that they are having is temporary you may also get so what is the big deal in that then don't be abusive we love to abuse i don't think you know i mean most of the indian kids they have ever given the right answer in mathematics yesterday when i was solving the mathematics questions you know the first thing that came to my mind was you know this is what our parents have done <laughs> and exactly on the head why don't you do this sub properly okay <laughs> by the way indians are very good in mathematics you know na so this idea <laughs> that we are abuse you has never occurred to us this book is more or less like an indian book but abusiveness we are very used to it but we don't have to be abusive so to remove abusiveness to remove envy to remove the rivalry to remove this false ego what are you supposed to do constantly meditate upon me who is present in all beings can you see god in everything the next time you raise your hand to give one tap to your child think there is god in it okay and then you will your hand will go like this and the next time you open your mouth to abuse your boss or your your downline or somebody like that or the person who is behind you who is pushing you there is god standing behind you don't push you think like that you got it this is the way how you can develop so he is giving you the reverse methodology disregarding the ridicule of one's companions one should give up the bodily conception and its accompanying embarrassment one should offer obeisance before all even the dogs outcasts cows and asses falling flat upon the ground like a rod how many of you will like to do this can you fall straight on the ground in front of asses asses means donkey by the way you know na will you fall down or the next time you see a cow you are going to touch the feet of the cow and okay cow i am very the line itself you will say you know there is something wrong with this line 
Why should I bow down to my to the ass? The ass is not a donkey, by the way. You are talking about your boss. Okay, it's not asses. It is bosses. You have to bow down in front of the bosses. Boss, you are the greatest thing on planet Earth. You think you will do that? No. You know the reason why? Because you can't see God in that fellow. So this is what he says. First, disregard this ridicule. Now let us say, you have a person who bows down to the boss and says, Yes boss, yes boss, yes boss, yes boss. You know what you are going to say about that person? Yes man, this person is a yes man. Isn't that what you are going to say? Huh? Exactly. So are you going to feel bad if you become a yes man? You are going to definitely feel bad about it. You know, there are lots of people who say, he is a henpecked husband. Have you heard of that? He is a henpecked husband. We have heard this sentence so many times. He is bowing down to his wife. What do you mean by that? Even Socrates did the same thing. Okay. You remember the story, no? Aristotle also did. Socrates also did. Everybody did. So don't bother. Don't be, you know, don't feel ridiculous. Disregarding this attitude. That somebody is going saying is going to say something to me if I bow down to someone else. This thought that someone is going to say something bad to me if I bow down to this person is wrong. Now you have to disregard that. Disregarding the ridicule of one's companion, whoever is with you, and that person, okay is having a body conception. How is this body conception? I'll give you one example. And uh, Three friends came to meet me one day. Three friends came to meet me one day. And one of them came and shook hands with me. Hello sir, how are you sir? I said very nice sir, thank you. Please sit down. The second one didn't even look at me. He sat down. The third one came near me bowed down on the ground and touched my feet. Okay, this happened. So, that person also sat down. So, three different attitudes. So, <laughs> the thought was, why should I bow down to this idiot? The person who just sat down without doing anything. The person who shook my hands, you know, he thought it's a western culture. Like, you know, Guruji is wearing t-shirt and jeans. So, he must be having, he must be a westerner. So, I got to shake hands with him. Good morning, sir. Good evening, sir. Like, I have people who call me good morning, good evening, good night and all that. So, maybe westerner concept. So, very nice. The third one did is Namaskar, Sashtang Namaskar. You know, Sashtang Namaskar means falling literally on the floor. Now, the person who did that, had no qualms about doing it. Qualms means what? No hang-ups of lying on the floor. Whereas the other two had big qualms about it. It's not written over here, you need to bow down on the floor when you come and visit. Or maybe a placard over here, okay? Saying, ah, you have to please do this. And there is no nothing outside the door also where it is written. But it is called courtesy, it is called respect. That is what they must be giving. So, the idea is not to ask for respect, but to gain respect. Isn't that what it is? But, here Krishna is saying completely different. Whether you like it or not, if you want to be one with me, then you have to. Falling flat upon the ground like a rod, in front of dogs, outcasts, cows and asses also. By the way, when we say dogs, outcasts, cows and asses, consider them people you know. Not real dogs, you know. <laughs> Some people that you know in life. Can you do that? We will not do. But we got to do. If you want to be a devotee of the Lord, you have to do it. And don't think that you are some, you are elderly in age. You know, I am an elder person. I cannot do that to this young fellow. Now think about it. If the Guruji is 50 years old and the devotee is 70 years old, is the Guruji supposed to bow down to that 70 year old or the 70 year old can have to bow down to him? Sir, it is always the other way around. 
It depends on the position, isn't it? So we have to bow down there. So understand this position. Okay. So this we have to be very careful about. We have to always be never disregarding the ridicule in one's company. So do disregard this. What other people are thinking, don't regard that. No. And the embarrassment that may happen to you later on. You know, how can you do that? Don't be embarrassed. Never be embarrassed if you are doing something nice in this world for devotion purposes. So when it is Krishna, he might be a small baby also. Don't bother your head about not bowing down. You have to bow down. You see, you fall down flat on the ground also, nothing is going to happen. You should offer obeisance. You should. So if you really want to be a great devotee, see God in everybody, bow down to everybody. It does not matter. It will just show your greatness. And let the whole world ridicule you. Let the whole world say whatever they want to. It is not important what others think about you. You have to become a devotee of the Lord. So you have to see God in everything and everybody. Including the maid that I was talking about. Okay, You give her a sari in Diwali, please. <laughs> because if you want your promotion and if you want your this thing, you will have to give, isn't it? Now Guruji has said so. You have to think of yourself like your maid. You know, if she takes 15 days holiday, what do you do? I work from home. So tomorrow the maid is also going to say, I am also going to work from home. See, there is a problem there. So let us do that. See God in everything. The power of devotion will grow when you see God in everything. Give proper respect. When you give proper respect, all your bad qualities like rivalry, envy, abusiveness will all vanish. So start this way. See God in everything. Respect everybody. Be kind, compassionate, loving, even if they are abusive to you. See, some people really take advantage of you. You know, they treat you worse than, don't bother. Even if those people are treating you badly, it does not matter. Do what is necessary. It's only when you are like this that you will understand to see God in everything. And then you will have attained Bhakti Yoga. And that is the chapter we are doing. We have just come to verse 16. And tomorrow we will do verse 17 onwards. Okay. So you have a great day today or a good evening. Take care. Bye.